guest, Audrey Lee. I feel, I hope I'm on the air. I think I'm on the air. Should you I be on, on the air? You, you are okay. on the air. We've got you. Okay, and I was was I on the air before when I was doing the FanDuel No, we, spot? we did not get you during the FanDuel. I'm not sure what was going on here. but I'm going to fix we've, that. We've got you now. Cool. Good. Thank you, Neil, as always. I'm broadcasting from the basement radio bunker, uh, if no one can tell. Uh, meteorologist Audrey Lee, though, says mostly sunny gusts, 25 miles per hour, a chance for a stray shower in the afternoon, high of 58 today. Cold, partly cloudy skies, potential for patchy frost. Uh, bring in your plants, she says, for this evening. A low of 39, and she says it's also beginning to feel like fall. She's right. I was outside a little bit earlier today. Mostly sunny, high of 55. Partly sunny, p.m. showers and 58 Saturday. Mostly cloudy, lingering showers. 58 is the high on Sunday. Right now at AM 1230 WJBC in the basement radio bunker, it is 54 degrees. Uh, a little bit ago, I was saying that no one does football like FanDuel Paradise in their sportsbook app. If you've never tried the FanDuel Paradise sportsbook app, uh, you should. There's some things you're definitely missing out on. Right now, new users can get a, a plus 1,500 odds on either Indianapolis or Chicago, which I imagine will be very popular in our area. Uh, that's right for their matchup this, this weekend. Uh, you can get uh, additional odds, additional kick on both of those games. You heard that right. If you bet $10, you have a chance to win up to 150 bucks because of the little odds boost. Uh, some other games that I like if we're going football, and that's the thing uh, to discuss most. I mean, baseball worked out pretty well. I'm just going to say that for me. Uh, but Dallas over Cleveland is a game that I think makes a lot of sense. Uh, Buffalo over L.A. Uh, both of them are going to cover the spread, in my opinion, at the very least. But I think they'll both win those games. Uh, you may have heard that Illinois is requiring new users to create their accounts in person. For a limited time, we're going to waive that. Uh, so act fast and sign up for FanDuel Paradise and their sportsbook app before it's too late. With the FanDuel Paradise sportsbook app, you get incredible odds at the beginning. Uh, you get these different ways in which they maybe boost the odds and or give you risk-free bet opportunities, all by using the promo code Craig, by the way, C-R-A-I-G, the promo code Craig. Uh, but best of all, if you win, you don't have to jump through hoops to get your money back. In as little as 24 hours, you can get that cash back. So if you've never tried the FanDuel Paradise Sportsbook app, it's time to get off the sidelines, get into the game. Download the app today and use the promo code Craig to make me look good, also to access some of the, the offers they're giving you, including that 1,500 additional odds boost on either Indy or Chicago. Uh, to win. That's promo code Craig, C-R-A-I-G. 21, present in Illinois or Indiana to play. New users only must wager or designated on the designated boost market to get the kick. Deposit is required. A max uh, bonus of 150 bucks. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Indiana, that's actually 1-800-9-WITH-IT. This is the Craig Collins Show. Let's hope this is going to work right here. Did I begin? Can we talk about this? Say, what are you trying to say? Beyond the usual controversial talk. Blah, 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 blah. Over there. Uh, Hello, no, pink, no, no, no. One, two, cha-cha-cha. One, two, cha-cha-cha. Prepare yourself okay. for Craig. Okay. Preparing a mighty new spectacle here. Articulate. <laughs> stimulating. Yeah. Hit you right in the... <laughs> there you go. You start becoming a team right now. This is the Craig Collins Show. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God, no. On WJBC. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. Now your host. He's a good man. Craig. Yeah, it's the Craig Collins Show. That was a lot of yelling. Uh, AM 1230 WJBC. Thrilled as always to have you with me on AM 1230 WJBC. Uh, my wife is in the basement radio bunker with me. I'm not going to say off the bat that the reason that FanDuel, Paradise, their sportsbook app, is the reason that I could predict the MLB playoffs so well. But I am on track to be right. I said that at least 70%, I said the over on 70% of the games in the first round would end after two. Uh, not a lot would go to three. And last night, 
three of the four series closed after just two games. Uh, one of those, a very important series to me, and an incredible game. If you watch New York Yankee, the uh, Cleveland Indians game, I thought it was incredible. I thought the way in which they handled the, the rain delay was, was atrocious. That was as stupid as it gets as far as delaying a game for 50 minutes when there's no rain, rolling everybody out there, and then watching the Yankees try to pitch in what is a downpour and then have another delay that makes Betty and I stay up to like, I don't know, 1230 or something to see the end of that game, which she was totally thrilled with as we were watching it in the bedroom off of my computer. Uh, that totally, right, Betty? That was your the most fun of last night. You can grab your microphone, hop on the air real quick. Uh, that was a good time? Yeah, it was, it was fun. Okay. You were waiting to go to sleep, though. Yeah, but uh, I actually couldn't fall asleep because actually the game was pretty good. Uh, Just they back were, and forth. Yeah, they, uh, they didn't want to lose. No, like, uh, nobody. Nobody. Nobody wanted to lose. You know, course. watching baseball with you, it's funny, actually. Like, you feel so bad for who's ever losing. Yes. Like, it doesn't matter. As yes. soon as somebody's losing and, you, and they go to the players on that team and their faces look sad, you start to get sad. Yeah. And it makes me start to feel bad. And last night, I'm a Yankee fan my entire life i don't remember ever cheering for anyone other than the yankees there was a time in the ninth inning where i was like well you know maybe getting a guy on base for cleveland wouldn't be so bad they could well, feel a little happier it's just like uh while well, you know like they they are like playing the spots the yeah. commercials they they say a little bit of their story of um the chiefs and they haven't win anything since 1940s yeah uh so yeah, like I saw the hope of a couple of players when they were getting close to win, and then so disappointed and sad when when they were they when they know when they knew that uh, they were actually like out. Yes. And uh, and it was like, yeah, there are some <laughs> teams that actually deserve to keep going. You know, especially they never like won uh, anything. Or the Yankees, for years. they get to keep going. Well, they 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 won. It's been a drought for the Yankees. It's been so long. It's been uh, ten plus years now. It's two thousand and nine. Last well, time, <laughs> maybe they deserve it. Okay, there there yeah. we go. Uh, by the way, I think somebody asked you to give a special message to them. Yes, uh, Kim. Hope uh, you are feeling better. Um, uh, Kim is a very good friend of us, mm -hmm. and uh, she um, had an accident. Uh, I think her fingers squished between a, a rock or something like that. Yeah. But uh, my husband, I, I mean Craig, showed me the, the picture, and I was like, oh, my God, I was freaking out. And I understand her. She's a type of person kind of like I'm kind of similar to her. Like I wanted to handle like uh, 10 things at the same time. Go outdoors all the time. Yeah, crazy. and being outside and like rub like uh, drugs and like uh, clean and like uh, trying to organize as much as you can when you have free time. Mm -hmm. I understand uh, those kind of accident, accidents happen because they happened to me in the past. And actually today I was kind of like doing the same thing in the kitchen and I bore my arm. With, you did. With, you burned your arm. You got a burn sitting there, and I'm still worried about it. And I kept offering to take you to like the doctor or the hospital, yeah. and you said no. No, it's gonna be fine. But uh, okay. I don't need to go to the hospital. Uh, I burned myself before, and it is just like you're a gonna be fun. fine. Yeah. It turned yeah. all red and white and stuff. It yes, little... it's it's, it's okay. you can see all the grill over right. there. I was doing a lot of stuff too at the same time. But anyways, can <laughs> feel feel better. better, and uh, yeah, hopefully you you decide to feel. Uh, less numb because I I bet I mean I guess they put something in your yeah in your probably hand. You don't feel pain to do all the stitches and stuff yeah, so yes absolutely feel uh, hopefully feel better there um, yes. yeah you burned yourself though you did yeah. you burned yourself today cleaning the oven yeah yeah and you feel okay right now yeah I'm fine I always want to rush you to the hospital whenever I get hurt I'm not really as scared but whenever you get injured I want to drive you immediately to the hospital don't I yeah you are very nice <laughs> or insane yeah no. 
Right. Well, it's just like I always, I'm always scared about the bills because uh, I remember back in Chicago when we had this car accident. I told like uh, I was okay, and they just drove me on like in the in the ambulance, ambulance and they they charge us a thousand dollars just to be in the ambulance. Yeah. I was like, I was fine. Why you let me get into <laughs> the ambulance? We have to decline those kind of things moving forward. If we, yeah. but at the same time, if you were injured and burns, I just did one to myself recently too. Yeah, you can't always tell how serious they are. So, uh, yeah. But uh, the Yankees won, so that's good news. <laughs> last night, that was yeah. fun. Baseball has been a lot of fun. This this playoff round. I mean, I know the Cardinals are playing today. I know that game got pushed back a little bit. I was only going to have a very short show. Now I have a longer show, which is cool. Yeah. Because with less games to play today, you can get put more in prime time. I know Neil Doyle, who will jump on the show at three o'clock, is probably very Excited. worried about. Well, worried about the White Sox. But I mean, if, if the White Sox win today, are, they are going to keep going, right, or not? If they win, they're in. If they lose, they're out. So today's okay. game is the deciding game. It's game three. The only one in the AL that went to a third game, the White Sox versus the Oakland Athletics. All the other games have already been decided. The White Sox just started playing, too, by the way. So that game is underway are in the top of the first. Athletics, uh, are they better? Or like they... Mm, I don't know. It depends no. on who you ask. I yeah. think Neil would say that the White Sox are better. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I think so, too. Oakland has home field advantage, which means that they had a better record in the regular season. Mm -hmm. So that's a, that's a part of it. But yeah. uh, we'll see. We'll see how that game goes. One of those teams is in. And then we have a bunch of the game twos in the National League that will be very interesting to see. Yeah. Uh, including the white the uh, Cubs, excuse me, because the Cubs did not look good in their game one. Really, that is not yeah, not exactly the way you draw that Are up. Are they going to play today too? Yeah, uh, uh, well, that's the other cool thing that I've liked about this version of the playoffs, at least the wild card round. There's absolutely no off days. Uh, you play no three straight games. Yeah. yeah. So in this case, now that the Yankees and and most of the other AL teams are done, they won't play again till Monday because they do have off days after this round ends. Yeah. Uh, so the the next round won't start for a few days, but at least for this round. We'll have continued games today and, if needed, tomorrow for all of these different um, all these different teams. So it's going to be a very interesting next few days for sure um, because it, it is weird to see a three-game series like this deciding things and to see three teams, although I guess if you're looking at the teams that already made it, the teams that won and moved on to the next round, the Astros is not necessarily surprising, even though they were uh, not the home team. They were the, the wild card. And then the Rays... Uh, it's not surprising at all. They're one of the best teams in baseball. So so the Yankees, the Rays, and the Astros moving on, that's not exactly a surprising three teams, mm -hmm. even if they didn't do all as well as, as probably predicted at the beginning of the season. So we'll see. If the first round, if the wild card round results in most of the teams that we expected to be there still being there, maybe I'll take some of what I said back about it being too crazy. <laughs> well, I just know that a lot of people are super happy to watch those games. Mm -hmm. As my dad. Uh, he loves to watch baseball. And, uh, yeah, even for me sometimes. Not all the time. Sometimes but sometimes. It to be too long. Well, you yeah. like when it's playoffs. Yeah, I do. Okay, yeah. The yeah. the NBA uh, Finals game one happened last night. Mm -hmm. LeBron and uh, Anthony Davis won. Uh, Anthony Davis looks like he'll be the MVP of the series, which I don't know what that says about LeBron, but it doesn't matter, I guess. People don't care uh, as much about that as I do. Uh, who's better, Michael or LeBron, is something I'll talk about all the time. Uh, but that happened last night. There's a lot of sports, a lot of fun things. Are going on NFL, too. NFL. I was on the quarantine cast with Brian Noonan. If you want to check out the Brian Noonan show on Facebook.com, uh, you can actually rewatch the live stream from the the last night show, uh, which was a lot of fun. I've been doing that every Wednesday night. We got a lot to get to. I got to take a break. A lot more on AM twelve thirty WJBC. Betty, very sweet message to Kim there. Yeah, Kim, feel yeah. better. There you go. That's very <laughs> sweet. Anyone that wants a, a shout out and a feel good from Betty can get one. Uh, maybe we eventually start charging for those. No, I'm kidding. Quick break. A lot more AM twelve thirty.
It's Craig Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC. People have joked about how, like, one day you might be able to vote uh, via Facebook or something like that. Uh, this isn't exactly that, but it is an interesting stat. One million people registered to vote this year through the app Snapchat. Snapchat, one of the main apps that I think is used by uh, younger generations, by Gen Z and millennials, uh, apparently created one million additional registrations for voting uh, in this current election. They actually had previously uh, done about half as well in a midterm election in 2018. 450,000 registrations were created through the app. That is a substantial impact, uh, I would think, in the election, and uh, maybe apps just like it continuing to push uh, because if you use it at all, if you've been on the Snapchats, which I don't know how many people uh, listening use it, but I know Betty likes to watch a lot of her videos, her dog videos, cat videos, everything uh, there. There's a big uh, banner that says, go ahead and register to vote. Most of the social media apps right now, Instagram is doing something to to get out the word on voting. And this is a, a substantial, I think, impact, especially between voters the ages of 18 to 24, it says in this article from The Hill. Uh, the company also had more signups to register in Texas than in any other state, which is significant, uh, as Texas is obviously a place that at times has been talked about as potentially going one way or the other, maybe surprisingly uh, differently than it's gone in the past. So those are some of the things going on in the world of voting as far as the Internet goes, as far as social media goes, in connecting or maybe uh, getting more young people into the... I don't know if the registration is going to be the same thing as casting the vote, though, because I, it's not. Uh, so I don't know if, if you're on an app if you're like, oh, I should do that, I should vote, I want to vote, and you go through the whole process online to register to be capable, uh, then I don't know if you actually do cast your, your ballot. Uh, we will see. We will see how the numbers look as far as the younger generations are concerned uh, because they do always turn out uh, the least out of anyone. After the news, which is coming up in just a bit, I want to talk about the 10 most stressful events in our lives. I don't know why I want to do that in the year 2020, but it's something that went viral online. Uh, there was a survey out asking people, about 1,000 Americans, what the most stressful things we do uh, during our lifetime is, uh, and this is just normal stress things, which maybe takes our mind off of the, the serious and unique stresses of a year like 2020. Uh, so we'll cover that story. We'll also talk about how some sports team owners are under fire right now in a, th in a way that I think is very interesting uh, because it's starting to talk about the politics of the owners of teams as opposed to the stances being taken by those teams uh, that are playing you know, their individual sports right now and, and putting a lot more out as far as as social um, awareness or stances or, or political commentary uh, than before. And now apparently at least one study has found that the owners might not be donating to what is quote unquote the right parties uh, for people that are watching those sports right now and, and you know, with it uh, as far as some of that protesting or whatever you want to call it goes. Uh, news time, AM 1230 WJBC. Our news guy is Blake Haas or Neil? I think it's probably Blake. A gusty high of 25 miles per hour, a chance of a stray shower this afternoon, a high of 58 today. Tonight, cloudy, uh, cold, uh, potential for patchy frost. Bring your plants inside, uh, Audrey says, low of 39. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, high of 55. Saturday, partly sunny, high of 58. Sunday, it's going to be lingering showers, cloudy, a high of 58 right now at AM 1230 WJBC. It is 56 degrees. It's okay not to be okay. Time for more Craig Collins style news on WJBC. Hey there, it's Craig Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC. It's okay not to be okay. I like that song. I like that song a lot. Uh, maybe definitely in 2020 more than ever. Uh, but it's okay not to be okay. That's Demi Lovato. Uh, I'm not hosting a music show, though, so let's move on from the music. I got a, a, something wrong in the first part of the show. I mentioned the Cubs were playing today. That was uh, supposed to be 
what was going to go down. I didn't notice that I guess a couple hours ago that game had gotten postponed due to rain, due to potentially bad weather here, so it'll be played tomorrow. So the Cubs will get a weird random off day. I guess if I had been listening closer to Mark Strauss, I would have known this already, uh, which is, to me, there's, there's definitely a benefit in a series that's supposed to be three straight days in a row having a, a day off. What are you going to do? You can't control the weather if they thought that the weather was so bad, especially after the Yankee game last night. That was an atrocious way of handling inclement weather, of, of delaying a game when nothing's going on. Look, you, if you, especially now, especially this year with everything else going on, if you can roll early in a game because there's not actual rain falling, you should just do it. You should just do it. And they, they could have been an hour into the game by the time rain actually fell. Instead, they were a half inning. And then they put, do a second delay, which is long and, and silly and definitely throws the pitchers off a lot. And then you go back out again. So I, I don't know. Uh, but that's probably why the game got postponed. So there are no, no Marlins Cubs playing. By the way, and I know there's probably a lot of Cubs fans uh, in the area that listen to the station. But if the Marlins make it, if the Marlins move on, just like with the Cardinals moving on, that's a story. That's a story in and of itself to fight uh, the COVID-19 breakouts that each team had to, to be days and days and days of not playing baseball, to have players that were not, not available to you, that you thought would be available to you, not through typical injury, but through that whole situation, and to make the playoffs and then potentially to make it into the second round, at least uh, what we're all used to being the first round of the playoffs. That's intriguing. This will be an intriguing. I'm not cheering against the Cubs. I'm not going to say that. Uh, but certainly the storyline that is the Marlins is as interesting, in my opinion, as the storyline that is the St. Louis Cardinals. And so the Cardinals playing again today, too. A lot of people probably very excited about the potential for the Cards uh, to go on to the next round of the playoffs if they win again today. And if uh, three of the four teams, actually, I guess one team's not playing. So if the three teams playing today all win, then I'm a genius. <laughs> okay, I'm not. I just predicted that most teams, uh, I said over 70%, which would be 75% of the teams would win uh, two straight games and move on to the next round. That worked out in the AL. Let's see if it works out in the NL. Uh, a construction worker got fired, and he, I guess, uh, punched a boss who was drunk uh, for complaining about the boss being drunk. He got punched. Um, there was a whole, like, you know, I guess, uh, fight. A bunch of things happened. Uh, this guy just got a million dollars. He's a North Carolina employee. Uh, his name is Justin Driscoll. He claimed that it was retaliation for him complaining about the fact that, that his boss would get intoxicated, show up to work, that he was beat up and, and can't. And I guess there was some way to prove that, which obviously in any kind of those work disputes, the most important thing is proof. Uh, but the proof made it tremendously, I, I guess, a, an easy, open-shut kind of version of this case. And the guy gets a million bucks along with $65,000 in lost wages, uh, $250,000 in punitive damages, uh, 441. This is the most ridiculous to me. $441,000 in attorney fees. So out of that million dollars, he's only going to get half, which, by the way, is still totally worth it. But the, the attorneys who represented him in this case against his former employer are, are going to make half a million as well. Uh, that is a substantial chunk of change. Uh, the facts of the case, according to the facts as cited by the court on the job at Summit, uh, Driscoll reported to uh, Daniel uh, Reiner uh, in June or July of 2015. Driscoll noticed that Reiner frequently drank alcohol at lunch and would return intoxicated. To a, a place, you know, construction, that's probably not a world you want to have that kind of stuff at. Uh, one day, I guess the boss uh, brandished a handgun at the site, intense, and then eventually after complaining about it, uh, the employee who eventually got canned also got punched in the face. So, million bucks. I wonder if you'd go through that, if you'd sign up for all the drama that is uh, a situation like that, or any workplace thing, I guess, if you, at the end of the day, wound up with a lawsuit and a crap ton of money. Uh, in this case, though, I think I'd be a little bit afraid 
if my boss is hammered at a construction site uh, that I'm working at brandishing a gun, that, that to me feels a little different than maybe the typical workplace drama. I don't think anybody at the Ellen Show is going to wind up having a story quite like that. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see how that kind of goes, I guess. Uh, the, the employee, probably former employee, fairly happy with the outcome, and the lawyer is most happy. Uh, I mentioned this earlier before the break for the news. Uh, sports team owners are under fire right now because apparently, and I don't know moving forward how this is going to be navigated by anybody, but apparently the owners have uh, donated a lot more money to, to Republicans than Democrats, and, and because so many sports now have a political message tied to them, uh, or at least the players are being uh, given the ability to make political statements on their jerseys or the courts, whatever it is, uh, the assumption might have been by the fans who are okay with those kind of things that the owners would start leaning a different way politically. And that's not the case. It's, it's very strange. 86% of funds are going to Republican candidates and causes. Uh, and apparently people are upset by this. This is, to me, going way too far. This is way too far into the world of just assuming that whatever your politics are, whatever your feelings are, they have to be reflected by anyone and everyone, uh, you know, right now yeah if the if the leagues are allowing for players or encouraging players or even making statements of their own that aren't necessarily one-sided politically but but they have ties to political messaging and yet they donate to the other side that would be their own right to choose so to be under fire for that is is odd to me caller what's your name yes brian so uh, i'm just getting this straight we're confused that a bunch of rich white dudes <laughs> are siding with the conservative side that's, 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 that's not the way I just articulate it. Yeah, but the other side, but the other wants to take all. I lost so Brian. A big chunk of that. I think Brian. Yeah, they want a lot. Say that again. Yeah. You hear me now? I can Hello? hear you now. Go ahead. Try it again. Yeah, I was just saying a lot of, you know, like a lot of the Democrats stuff, if they had their way, they'd be getting their hand in those guys books a whole lot more. So, you know, it only makes sense that. If you've earned a bunch of money, you don't you don't want to vote for someone that's going to take it. Right. Yeah. You know, no, I, that's, I, just, that's just money. And that, I, and that's not politics as far as, like, what's right and wrong as, as far as minorities and all no, the other no. stuff going on. That's just money. That's I, money. I understand a bunch of ways that we can go down the rabbit hole of talking about the politics, all this, and what does and doesn't make sense to anybody. I think that's silly. I think what's more important is to say that, that we can't, as fans of a sport, dictate what the owner of a company chooses to to donate to as far as the politics go. And if you're actually upset about this, if you're actually someone who's like, I was okay, I was watching the NBA, enjoying the finals. Now I find out that 86% of all donations of NBA owners or sports owners are going to Republican causes, not Democrat causes. And that's why you're not going to watch the sport anymore. That's a surreal conversation to me. The players still support what they support. They're making the, the statements that they're making. And if you agree with the players, why would you turn off a sport and not watch LeBron in the finals because the owner of the Lakers or whoever donated to a party that you don't agree. It's, it's crazy the, well, the level to which we that, seem to need universal agreement right now. Well, yeah, it'd be like turning off the NBA because the bigot that used to own the Clippers or something like that. You know what I mean? I, I think that's different. I think you can't, Steve, you can't condemn, Steve Ballmer yeah. well, or whoever I mean, it is. You can't, you can't condemn a whole, a whole team, you know what I mean? You can't, or a whole league because of one owner or one you know, it's it's bigger than that. You know, but most people are small-minded in this world in this day and age, so it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. And no, I wouldn't sign up to go to work if my boss has a gun 
Yeah. No, right. I'm not signing up for that. <laughs> Fair Just enough. You know. like, Thank you. That gun. I'm good. So, Thank you for later, the call, buddy. See you later. All right. Uh, no, I Donald Sterling was the owner that he was referencing, and even you know other owners in the league right now um, are very wealthy investor, businessmen, human beings. Stephen Steve Ballmer being one of those individuals, not ever accused of the things that Donald Sterling was accused of. I didn't mean for those names to come out at the same time, um, but. Uh, when you look at all that, yeah, I, I think that even that, though, as Brian is mentioning, is is quite a bit different because you had on tape uh, someone that sounded like they were they were racist, someone that that at least the things they were saying that were recorded and being played for the public were a, a giant problem, so much so that the guy wound up not getting to keep the ownership of his team, uh, being pushed to sell the team. So those things, to me, are are utterly important parts of the conversation in a very different way than whether or not a a group of owners, uh, as Brian says, a group of rich owners decide to support Republican ideals that involve uh, tax differences as far as what is and isn't uh, the the strategy uh, for those two parties in the world of taxes to, to businesses and, and people of wealth. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. I, I don't care, I guess. And this is just me. I know that a lot of people are different. What the politics of the the athletes I'm watching are, I, I don't really care. I don't mind if they say them. I'm never going to tell it, an athlete. You can't tell me what your politics are. That's your decision. And Michael Jordan is famous for saying as a player that he didn't want mu much of his politics out there because he didn't want to alienate people from buying his shoes. And I also understand that uh, position. But if you want to to talk about anything as a famous person, you, you can. It might damage the product that is you because every famous person, actor, athlete, what have you, they are essentially a product in and of themselves, and to, to throw their opinions out there could hurt them, could help them. Who knows? Uh, but that's irrelevant to me. I, I watch the sports because I like them. I watch the NBA because I like that sport. I watch baseball because I like it. And while Aaron Judge is standing in the ninth inning trying to hit a home run, I don't wonder who he's voting for in November. I just don't care. I don't care who the owners of the Yankees are voting for, although I think I could guess uh, in, in November. That doesn't, that doesn't bother me. And to have a report like this out with USA Today in which fans are upset it, it it makes no sense. You can't tell somebody what politics to have. You can't that we can't get to a place in society where we feel like we can do that. Where you can walk into a room and someone can tell you, oh, I support this guy, and you can be like, No, you do not. You can't. We can't do that. Even if you hate the guy they support. And I know that a lot of people uh, hate the current president. I know that. Uh, you know, I, I know that a lot of people hated our last president. I know that that's that's a thing. But if we start allowing ourselves to have these kind of stories be worthwhile and part of the conversation as to whether or not people are going to watch sports to me is is way too much uh, as far as the demands we have on on the individuals that are part of these sports and not just the players but the owners everybody that's that's if you like the sport if you like seeing the athletes compete at the highest of levels then watch it my opinion doesn't have to be yours that's what's great about this country quick break a lot more am 12 30 wjbc <laughs> Your water cooler discussions just got better. More Craig Collins Show on WJBC. It's Craig Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC. I saw something that intrigued me quite a bit. I don't know if this is still on a lot of people's radar. I don't know if you, you think about this at all. Uh, if not, uh, maybe every so often. Space Force. Space Force is a thing. <laughs> uh, the president made Space Force into a thing, which made a lot of people happy not just people who think that there's a legitimate reason uh, to be concerned about what's going on in space, but also a lot of people who want to one day be a Space Force member and maybe come very close to being someone that was 
uh, I guess, akin to like a Star Wars uh, hero, something like that. I don't know. Uh, but I saw a new story as far as Space Force is concerned uh, that apparently they want to put a base on the moon. That is a real goal. Space, U.S. Space Command leader, by the way, a job I wish I could have at some point. I'm not a political person. I'm not a military person. So I don't think I'd ever be given the opportunity. But think about that on the old resume. You know, I was the uh, commander, the U.S. Space Commander, uh, at one point in the Space Force. Man, you're hired, whatever you want to do. Uh, his name's John Shaw. He said that they were looking to build a base on the moon, uh, confirming the news at an Air Force uh, event that was recently held uh, just a few days ago. Uh, speaking about the plans, Shaw said, at some point, yes, we will be putting humans into space on a regular basis. Uh, they may be operating a command center somewhere in the lunar environment or someplace else that we are continuing to operate architecture that is largely autonomous. That is, I don't care. who. Uh, that's exciting. That's cool. That's a very cool idea to me that Space Force has a base on the moon. You know you know that I want to broadcast from it. That's, that's the number one thing I'd ask to do. And they're not going to say yes to that, but I'll try. I don't know if you've heard the song before. It's great. I open every single day if I were ever allowed to broadcast on the moon. I'm sorry, I could listen to the whole song. I mean, honestly, every single day, if I could be the first radio host given the opportunity to broadcast from the moon in the Space Force base, uh, that would be... I would retire immediately after that, which some people might be happy about. If I retired immediately after, I'm out of radio... But that's the kind of accomplishment I want, I beg for. Uh, give me a chance, whoever I need to contact, whatever uh, connections I need to use. Uh, once the Space Force has a, a building, uh, whatever it is up there, I desperately want to be there ASAP. The bunker's great. Space Force and the, the space base or whatever you want to call it, that would be way better. Uh, China is encouraging people to do something very odd. Now, according to this report, this is from a couple different places, but I think it's also from Fox News. Uh, they're talking about doing some revenge travel following the coronavirus lockdowns that uh, have helped all different kinds of, or hurt, I should say, all different kinds of economies, maybe helped some. Chinese officials are reportedly encouraging citizens to get out and venture in a revenge travel pitch to revive tourism and boost the economy following months of lockdowns and restrictions in the fight against COVID-19. Starting this Thursday, today, uh, about 550 million people are expected to travel from China's National Day and Mid-Autumn Festival. Uh, they're traveling for that and keep moving through the eight-day period called the Golden Week throughout the country. Passengers wait for their trains at certain rail stations one day before the eight-day trip uh, happens. The term revenge travel has been frequently featured in Chinese media as of late, with uh, some counting it or at least defining it as the government's hope that people will travel and consume more than they usually do because of pent-up demand from being cooped up. So it's, I, I guess frustration travel is a better word for it. Revenge travel feels weird to me. Uh, as someone that's not from that country and the things that have been said about that country, obviously. Uh, but at least if this is internal uh, tra travel within the country for people that are from China, it's just weird to call it revenge travel. I guess it's revenge against the, the disruption that was COVID-19. I don't know. That's not the way I'd phrase it. That's not the way I'd pitch it. The demand on tourism that has, suppressed, uh, that has been suppressed in their country for nine months will probably be released in the next few days. That's according to some of the spokespeople that have talked about this. Uh, tourists visit all different kinds of locations. Uh, I guess uh, Buddha is a big part of it. There's a there's a component there to see different iconic 
uh, locations as far as uh, a giant Buddha is concerned. Over 500 scenic locations are offered free or reduced admission to draw visitors to travel throughout the country. You make your decision on whether or not revenge travel is for you, I guess. It's probably not for me. Quick break, a lot more in just a bit. AM 1230 WJBC. The chief meteorologist, Brian Walder. Rest of today, partly sunny skies, maybe a chance for some more pop-up showers as well. Then tonight, maybe some showers early will turn partly cloudy. Some patchy frost possible as well, a low of 39. Tomorrow will be sunny and cool, a high of 56. Then Saturday, some showers possible later in the day and a high of 59. Right now, 56 degrees. More news at the bottom of the hour or as it happens. I'm Neil Doyle on the Voice of Central Illinois, WJBC and WJBC.com. He's the biggest Yankee fan in the Midwest. Back to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. It's Craig Collins Show. AM 1230 WJBC, I am, uh, I think, the biggest Yankee fan in the Midwest. Uh, but Neil Doyle is a fairly big White Sox fan on this very show. I wanted to start off just by asking him, and I don't want him to feel like he's jinxing the team, how he's feeling right now uh, with today's game currently underway. Uh, I mean, in a good spot right now, up one nothing. Uh, yeah. Pitching, a little bit of a concern here early. Our starter, who I did not think was going to go, but maybe you know one time through the order, only got two outs in the first inning. They took him out. Brought in one of our relievers, a very young reliever who's only pitched in five career games, but he's a hard-throwing lefty. He just got taken out of the game. They're not sure if it was some type of a you know throwing arm injury. Oh, it, was no. a, it was after he threw a pitch, but they didn't say anything, so that's not a great sign. So now he's out. They got out of the second inning, and uh, now I think they're just starting third, and it looks like somebody might have just hit a double because they've got a runner on second. So early so far, so good, but still a lot of game left. Um, are we thinking that I'm going to be completely right here? I know that the, um, I think the Braves wrapped up their series, so they won two games to none. I said 70% of these, uh, over 70% of these games would be decided in two games. And if I get two more wins out of the three today, I'm right. Uh, are we impressed with this? Do we think this is going to happen? I mean, it's sure looking that way right now. Yeah, I'm I mean, proud. The Cardinals, I feel like a, Cardinals yeah, have a chance tonight. Uh, you, know, do. Do, you know, Dodgers, who I think have a pretty good chance to uh, get their series done tonight as well. And we would have seen what, you know, the Cubs would have done. But, of course, rain up in Chicago. And I, it was funny because Mark Strauss was kind of poking at him earlier. There was some rain. We've had a few pop-up showers here today. And there was some rain up in the Chicago area a little bit this afternoon. But it's like yeah. they probably could have waited and played the game today. <laughs> but uh, you Well, know. As, as a Yankee fan who watched the uh, – the cluster that was uh, delaying that game with no rain and then having to delay it again when rain was happening. I, I get every part of trying to get these games in. It is an advantage, in my opinion, uh, for both teams maybe to have the day off uh, compared to any of the other series going on that's three straight. Uh, as far as the teams that are making it, I know that the Yankees were not the favorite. Technically, they were the away team uh, against the Indians, but the Yankees are in, uh, obviously, as I keep talking about that quite a bit. The Rays are in over the Blue Jays in two straight, which I think is is probably the least surprising of the teams to be in. Uh, the Astros are in to the next round, the first official round usually of the playoffs over the Twins. Again, they were the away team, but Houston is very much a, a name, a team that's in the playoffs often. Do we feel like this playoff is turning out well uh, as far as the results of the wild card round? Yeah, I mean, I kind of think on par what people probably thought. 
Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know if it's really an upset if the you know Cardinals were to hold on against the Padres in their series, but I mean San Diego was very good this year. Um, yes. And then you know, you know, I think if the Cubs were to lose that, that might be one that kind of surprises people as well. So yeah, no, I think kind of on on pace or maybe on par for what people might have thought. I mean, I, I think the two series where people thought it might have been a little more competitive was that Astro series. Um, yeah. And, you know, I mean, your Yankees are playing well, too. But with Cleveland being at home, I think people might have thought maybe. And, and they gave it a chance last night. The, that the was. Indians, I mean, they they hung in there for the best that they could. But Yes, um, that was no, a heck of a game last night. I mean, I, I think it's kind of kind of developing how people might have thought early on in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, again, my team is continuing to move on. And I've said several times on the show that if the Yankees were out, I'd deny the whole season like a, a petty sports fan uh, that I might be. But. Uh, as far as the, the people that are making it to what to me feels like the first real round of the playoffs, this is, this is I, I think the Astros, like you said, maybe this year might not have deserved to be there. The Twins were a better team during the season, um, as demonstrated by the fact that they were the home team in that, in that round. Uh, and the Yankees the same, I guess, to the Indians, uh, although those are two very often in it playoff baseball teams. The Marlins would be the most shocking. Not only would the Marlins not have made the playoffs at all this year based on the record they had if it were a typical season, but the fact that they went through COVID-19 the way they did, so many different things, and that they were a 100-plus loss team just a year ago. If they do wind up taking down the Cubs uh, today, I guess tomorrow and or the next day, and go into the, the second round, the, the first round again, as I'm going to keep calling it, of the actual playoffs, that would probably be the only true, in my opinion, upset upset uh, so far, that seems like it's on pace to happen. The Cardinals, as you said, I don't really think are an upset at all, uh, in my opinion. And I, I don't, I can't really place it. The Dodgers would have been a shocking team to be out. The the Tampa Bay Rays would have been a shocking team to be out, uh, as much as I I dislike saying that. And the fact that the one seeds are making it, that the you know a lot of the significant teams are moving on. It's I don't know. Maybe this is the way to go as far as baseball is concerned moving forward. It's it's been surprising to me that everything's worked out so well as far as the teams who are advancing. Yeah, I mean, and again, I I don't know if, if they if they will or not. You know, want to expand the playoffs once we I get back think, yeah. to, you know, normal a normal year of baseball. But, no, I mean, I think, again, people were wondering, you know, three games in three days with that, yep. you know, playing all of them at one place. I think everything's kind of worked out as, you know, the best it could in this situation. Yes. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm, I'm very surprised, I guess, uh, happily so, that things are, are happening the way they're happening in the league. Uh, and then also I want to uh, humble brag about the fact that I'm going to be right. Or at least I, I seem to be right. I probably still could be wrong, but I'm going to be close. Uh, I also don't know if you watched the Laker game at all last night. I thought that was interesting. I think it's going to be interesting to see how LeBron James, as much as the Lakers play the entirety of this NBA Finals, because any championship puts more of a a onus on the conversation as to whether or not he is the best player ever to play the sport. But if you watch the game last night, the best player in that game was not LeBron. It was Anthony Davis, and he may wind up being the MVP, uh, which to me rings more um, familiar to some of the times in which some of the big names in the sport, you know, were on a championship team, but not necessarily the, the reason for the success. Uh, not that LeBron's not. He had a good game. He is a talented player. He's a reason they're where they are, I guess, too. Uh, but it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, the Heat already hurt. They've lost a couple players that they probably didn't want to lose this early on, and hopefully uh, they'll have back for game two tomorrow night. Uh, but we'll see. Even Jimmy Butler seemed a little hobbled but wound up making it through after rolling the ankle. So uh, if injury is part of the reason that the Heat lose, I don't know. 
Uh, I don't know how much people have an appetite for the continued conversation that is who's better, LeBron or MJ. Uh, but LeBron's back in the finals, so I think it it's something that you'll hear a lot about in the world of sports uh, as this uh, as this NBA Finals continues. Uh, in Hawaii, they're going to do an interesting thing to try to help boost restaurants and also maybe help out some uh, struggling parts of the the uh, population there. They're going to give $500 gift cards to unemployed residents of Hawaii so that they can go to restaurants. This is specifically restaurant gift cards and create business for the restaurants who are struggling during the pandemic. It is a mail-in offer for a $500 completely free spend at any restaurant in the state gift card. It'll work very similar to a debit card. And it's part of a program that's aiming to add about $75 million uh, to the eateries and businesses throughout Hawaii uh, via the CARES Act. It's, to me, a, a very intriguing, and I don't know, I know there's been so much debate uh, between all our politicians as to what the right and wrong thing to do as far as the next stimulus packages or anything like that, how to help businesses, how to help people on the street uh, as well. Uh, this is as intriguing of a concept as I've seen at all. Uh, the gift card will be valid all the way through the middle of December. Uh, if you could do more things like this, where you offer an additional incentive to both uh, those struggling and to, uh, you know, provide it to businesses like restaurants that are struggling too, it, it's a truly uh, interesting to me. I, I know that people are going to be all over the place on whether or not that's appropriate as far as the funding goes, but, but let's be entirely honest. If you're someone that's unemployed through COVID-19 since March, uh, there's something you're definitely probably not doing much of, which is eating out at restaurants. And if you got a $500 gift card to do it, it might feel very nice to have that option to do something like that. And the businesses, obviously, those specifically, uh, would be very interested in having as many customers, um, you know, uh, visit their stores as possible because they're as harmed as everyone else. So I, I actually like this idea a lot, 829-2345. If you don't, that's fine. It's not a solution, by the way. This doesn't replace unemployment payments or stimulus checks. Uh, this is just an additional kind of interesting uh, concept as far as a way in which to to drum up business for a specific industry while also helping a lot of people in the area. So I, I wonder how successful it is, how how it's received. Um, but I saw this story, and I would love to have your re reaction to it, 829-2345, as to the, the intelligence or, or lack thereof, in your opinion, uh, behind such a move. Because, again, I think that it actually makes a whole bunch of sense. All right, let me move on to something I promoted quite a bit earlier in the show and forgot to get to. These are the most stressful things we do in our lives on a normal basis. I don't know why anyone would do a survey like this right now and ask people what's stressful uh, normally in your life because I, I often talk about how in 2020, maybe we could wait for some of this stuff till 2021, but maybe this is a good exercise in trying to forget some of the unique challenges we all have and just realizing some ways in which we all have dealt with some stress before. Um, one of the ones most interesting on this list and I don't know if it's higher up than it typically is because um, kids are not going to school and they're at home. But one of the most stressful things on the list, top 10 from 100 or 1,000, excuse me, Americans surveyed, number four was having children. Having kids is the fourth most stressful life event you can go through, according to this survey. And again, I don't know if that's more on your mind because right now you're also playing teacher in a lot of places outside of uh, just being a parent. Uh, number three, just above it, was getting married. Number two is going through either a big breakup and or a divorce, which again might also be tied to this year and some of the stats we've heard. But the number one thing, the number one most stressful thing that any American goes through on a typical uh, basis or year over year, you know, without the, the worries that come into play in years like this, uh, I thought was really interesting because it doesn't sound anywhere near as stressful. And granted, uh, Betty and I have done this one a lot, 
So maybe that's why. It just doesn't sound as stressful as any of those other ones I just mentioned. It doesn't sound as stressful as getting a divorce or going through a breakup. It doesn't sound as stressful as going through, you know, getting married or, or having kids or even starting your first job, which is number five on the list. Number one is moving. Moving is the most stressful thing most Americans do, according to this survey. More stressful than any of the other ones, than starting college yourself, than sending a kid off to college, which are number seven and eight, respectively. Uh, changing a career was number six on this list. Dating someone new was number nine. And getting a new pet was number 10. All of those apparently way less stressful, according to people, than just getting up and moving. 829-2345, if you agree with that. I'm not sure that I do, like I said, but uh, Betty and I have moved around a bit in the last few years, so maybe, maybe that's why. I know that she might agree. I know that Betty's sitting there nodding her head, thinking that, yes, moving is very, very stressful, right? Yes, it is. It's stressful for a lot of reasons because you're trying to pack up everything you own and then yeah. you're trying to, you know, unpack it all somewhere else and, yeah. and figure out if where you're moving is a good spot, all that kind of stuff. Yes. I don't think it's more stressful than having kids, though. Uh, well, I never have kids. Me neither. <laughs> I right. don't have kids. <laughs> and it's just funny because uh, uh, when I go to visit my family, I, I'm around my, my nephews and my nieces and I play with them and, and I bring them to the movies and uh, we have fun times. And, yeah. And then I return, and, and they are, like, with their parents. But uh, sometimes my brother, the one that who who, uh, who has, like, three girls, little mm -hmm. girls, he's like, oh, thank you. Like, uh, <laughs> we uh, we need a break, blah, blah, right. blah. And I was like, well, I'm glad always to, to help you guys out. But, but yeah, sometimes they, they are pretty stressed. And I cannot imagine, like, right now, because all the three kids right. are in the house all the time having kids is a permanent life change that, that's years of your life that then you do you behave differently uh, moving at worst probably takes a, a month to get everything packed ready to go move and then go yeah. somewhere else this well, is used for me it used to take like a just like a one or, or two days because i don't have a lot I, I didn't have a lot of stuff in the past now we've collected too much stuff yes now okay. we have a lot and it takes a long time yeah. which is why all my stuff gets donated all the time yes <laughs> <laughs> All right, quick break, a lot more on AM 1230 WJBC. If you agree, the most stressful thing we do in a normal year, and maybe you don't even like this topic because you don't want to think about stress, and I get that. Uh, they could have waited till next year to put this out, but it's an interesting survey. If you think it is moving, if that's more stressful than anything else on the list, uh, go ahead and give us a call, 829-2345. Quick break, a lot more, AM 1230. See Chief Meteorologist Brian Walder. We'll see partly sunny skies for the rest of your Thursday. Some rainfall possible at times as we'll see some scattered passing showers here. Those lasting through the late evening into early tonight, but rain should quit as we head into tonight and tomorrow morning. A few lingering clouds possible as we start our Friday. Wake-up temperatures on the chilly side. Overnight lows can be in the upper 30s tomorrow, maybe even seeing some patchy frost in spots. Sunny but very cool tomorrow. Highs only in the mid-50s tomorrow afternoon. And a couple degrees higher for the weekend, but only reaching the upper 50s for Saturday and Sunday. The weekend will start dry, but some showers possible late Saturday. A good chance of rain Saturday night and maybe some lingering showers on Sunday, especially in the morning. We'll see a warming trend next week. 60s on Monday, then 70s for much of the upcoming work week. From Hardyville, Illinois, ABC, I'm Chief Meteorologist Brian Walder. And that is your AM 1230 WJBC forecast. Thanks, Brian. Right now, 56 degrees. More news at the top of the hour or as it happens. I'm Neil Doyle on the voice of Central Illinois, WJBC and WJBC.com.
now, back to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. Okay. Are all the jokes that um, Weird Al makes good? Maybe not. That one's pretty funny. If the Supreme Court is really supreme, where's the guac and sour cream? I mean, that's that's a good rhyme. Let's all be honest about that. 829-2345 is the phone number. I'm going to talk about the debate again because, I don't know, apparently I like these sort of things. <laughs> it was rough. Uh, caller, what's your name? No, I just had somebody on the phone and then they hung up. Uh, call back, 829-2345. Uh, but no, I mean, the debate is valuable to have a discussion about for a lot of reasons. Uh, one, I didn't get a whole lot of time to talk about it yesterday with the Cardinals uh, baseball game taking place. Uh, and then even more importantly, you know, these these are or should be important, right? Like the, the debates, I know that a lot of people are going to have their opinion made up, but the debate should be a valuable component in at least making sure you're making the right decision. And I don't think we got much of any of that, uh, much of anything, actually, at the one that took place just a couple days ago. Caller, what's your name? Dan. Hey, Dan, how you doing, buddy? Good. Good. How are you doing, Craig? Uh, you have some feelings about the uh, debate, correct? Yeah, I mean... What I think Trump forgot was that he is the president, and in you know this climate, it's very hard to beat an incumbent. Only it's only happened ten times in U.S. history, and I think he should have taken the stage. Um, he forgot to pivot many times. He should have pivoted to the economy and to the peace deals he's made. Um, but you know, going back to, I go back to uh, Obama and Romney, and that first debate between them that Obama did not have a great debate, but people are going to tend to go towards what they know instead of what they know, do not know and the unknown. And I think that's where um, I think Trump, which is very hard for him to do, would been to hold his tongue and let Biden, uh, you know, show that contrast and that difference that he did not show the other night. I was also shocked that he went after Hunter Biden, and I didn't think that was going to have an effect. Supposedly, I just read an article that Google searches on Hunter Biden have gone up a lot in the last two days. Um, but in, the, in, the, in, a con in a campaign, the reason why the incumbent is so successful is because you're going on what you know. And I think he needs to run on his record. I think he needs to run on and, and, and remember to pivot. And I think that he's getting too caught up. And, and unfortunately, with COVID, he's not showing any compassion. And I think it's going to hurt him moving forward. Um, because he's, he's got his base, but that debate was not about winning his base. That debate was about getting new votes. Yeah, you and know. That's what he failed to do. Actually, a really great point, Dan. To be completely honest, one of the most shocking things going in is that that is a Trump that might even be a little bit more on steroids than the one from 16, but that had a, a mindset similar to the guy four years ago, the guy who was not president, the guy who needed to convince us, convince his base, convince anyone uh, that he was hoping to sway in his direction, that he was capable of the job or more uh, based on the way he did his campaign, uh, demonstrating the weaknesses of others. This one, the easiest way in which I think it is to gain more support and to win is the thing you just said. It's to it's to highlight the successes of a guy who's now been in the job for four years, as opposed to someone who needs to point out all the ways that everyone else who wants to do the job would do it poorly or the way it's been run poorly uh, beforehand. I wonder, and I said this on Monday uh, to Noonan, if someone gave him the advice, the tip, the the strategy to, to make Joe Biden nervous and to make him falter because he's very likely at times uh, throughout his political career to say a thing that maybe he doesn't intend to say the way in which it comes out of his mouth or, you know, he, he's likely to, to make a mistake, to, to misstep. And so I think 
that that message was misinterpreted by a guy who had a lot of success as a reality TV star, as well as being the president of the United States. And he went the road of apprentice boardroom, as opposed to what you just said, trying to find the moments, not necessarily the entirety of the debate to to get a guy to, you know, be off of his game. Well, and the, and the smart thing that Biden did was he spoke directly to the camera when he had the opportunity. Yeah. And unfortunately, in the, in the climate that we're in, people are coming from a different social interaction that we've ever had before. Your social interaction has become with your families. It's been closed off. And people are coming from, everybody has been faced with the same thing, COVID. And what has that done? It's also created death. And so we're coming from an election standpoint where I, where I was disappointed in, in was the fact that when asked about COVID, he pivoted to Wall Street. He did not, he did not speak to the voter as I am your president and this is what I'm doing. Sure. And from that standpoint, I think that has to change in the next debate. And he's a guy that runs his own ship. We know that. But it has to change moving forward if he's going to be successful in getting votes of people who are on the fence. And I think that that's where it, it, hopefully he does make that change in the next debate um, because it, you can't have the narrative of the debate being that it was a circus. And it, it truly was. Yeah. And unfortunately, in this day and age, eventually people just want to turn it off. I'm and worried, though, that, that the opportunity might not be the same. Uh, the next debate is until the 15th or 16th of the month of October. A lot of people, in my opinion, will either be voting early in person or sending a mail-in ballot in. Maybe, and I don't know if this is accurate or logical in a year in which neither candidate is an unknown. They're both people you probably have an opinion about already based on the, you know, one being the president, the other guy being a former vice president. So I, I don't know how many voters truly will still be intent on deciding who to vote for and uh, even haven't cast a ballot by the 15th. And certainly after that debate, even less likely to, to reach a lot of potentially new voters. So it'll be it'll be very interesting. But yes, I, I would have assumed that what you would have gotten was a more strategic, um, different version of the president than than what we've seen in the past or what we certainly saw on Monday, who did want to run as if he were successfully running the country currently and not just trying to destroy the um, the position of the other guy or destroy the candidacy of the other individual. That's not as necessary as you keep saying. Well, I'll go back. You know, Obama won in 2012, 59.9 is what I looked up to 47.1. He won because he was helped from voters among voters with strong, without strong feelings, which means they're not partisan to a, a position. They're not, and they're not taking it personal. They're going off of what they know. Sure. And so I think that is the piece that in this culture where he missed the boat was he, it's a free ad. That was the biggest free ad that he could have ever had in his campaign. Um, and I was disappointed. I, I was disappointed because the compassion was not there that needs to be there by him. Um, and, and I think that, you know, I, I think it hurt um, for him to say he won it. I don't think anybody won. I think it was it, it turned into a train wreck, unfortunally. Yeah, so I, I definitely appreciate don't you think. taking the call, uh, Greg. No, so. no problem, Dan. I definitely don't think anybody won. Thanks for the call, bud. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, Dan, with a lot of analysis, Dan did a deep dive into the political ideas before jumping on the show. He had research to back him up. That is fantastic, Dan. Thank you for calling in. Dan Lloyd, friend of the show. I like to always say that, friend of the show. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree with a lot of the points Dan made there. And I don't know if by the second debate we will have uh, the potential or, or he or anyone would have the potential to impact voters as much as you did uh, just a couple days ago because I do think a lot more in-person voting early or mail-in voting early will have happened 
by the 15th, by the 16th, whenever the second debate is. I know it's coming up in the next uh, couple weeks. I know the vice presidential debate is in about a week. I don't know if that's as valuable as another presidential debate, but that's just me. Caller, what's your name? Uh, Steve, hey, uh, there'll be more of a chance they'll talk to the voters because it's going to be a town hall. Yes, I am aware, but the other debate that we had was supposed to be a a point counterpoint kind of conversation without talking over. I don't know how concerned people are as it being a, a different version of a typical town hall. Hopefully it is the town hall that we've we've grown to understand and expect in things like this. Oh, it, it will, but the Chris uh, Wallace um, Wallace, I mean, he lost control then. He did. He said that he regrets a lot of the evening already. He was disappointed in it. And, and I, th I think that he made a mistake by giving out the questions he was going to ask. You got to be spontaneous, not put it out a week later so that everybody can, you know, prepare for it. I mean, it's just, it was just questions that's been happening and anybody can answer them. Sure. But that's yeah. just the way I feel. Fair but, enough, Steve. Uh, no, I appreciate everybody's uh, Senate benefit. Eight two nine two three four five. And I tell you, Biden. I mean, he lost it because he's calling the clown, telling him to shut up. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, I still can't see a world with Biden in it. Fair enough, man. Uh, I I know that you're not alone in that in that feeling, and I think that's where Dan's coming from and trying to say that he wanted the debate to sound different so people could understand the the impact the president has had, uh, his administration has had, and, and some of the good things they've done. And that definitely was not highlighted. Uh, very much uh, just a couple of days ago. But thanks for the call, man. And, 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 you know, you talked about the virus. I mean, Trump said what he can say. He tells us every day what's going on. And he, he said, you know, he ought to know more than anybody if a if, uh, uh, cure's coming. I mean, you know. Uh, sure. I, I I appreciate I mean, the, the point, Steve, for sure. I, I would be, you know, remiss if I didn't mention the fact that the Bob Woodward audio uh, strikes at the heart of something you just said. I, I'm not sure that the president has always been entirely forthcoming about what's going on with the virus because of the the recorded tapes in which he sort of was contradicting his public statements in an interview with a reporter, which still makes no sense to me that it was the way he felt or at least what he said to Bob Woodward and the time frame. But but there there is some yeah. some legitimacy in challenging whether or not the messaging from the president has been his actual feelings about COVID-19. Well, if, if he didn't feel... What he said. I mean, he, he could have came out and said everybody's going to die. He could have. That would have been terrible. You're right. And I know that that's yeah. been his point. Yeah. And I don't have no respect for Bob Woodward. It, it's, I know it's on tape, but he's anybody that goes out just trying to make bank a buck off of this, I, wow. I don't have any respect. That's a great point. And I've actually heard that made in all kinds of circles, um, uh, Republican and Democrat, that if you had that kind of audio way back when the president's popping on the television and saying something different, why don't you you pass it along then? Why do you sit on it till your book is out uh, to have it be part of what sells your book? That makes no sense. Uh, and so I think that's yeah. probably a pretty valid reason to, to not it, exactly it respect been, the guy. It, it would have been bre better breaking news if he had done it right after he made those days. It would have actually uh, demonstrated a, a value in making sure the message is correct to the American people as opposed to selling some copies of a book. Thanks for the call, buddy. Yeah, I like my freedom too much. To, I suppose you do too, but we don't need somebody that's going to yeah. uh, get a dictatorship or communist. I mean, that's what's going to happen. I, you know, I, I know people disagree with me. No, I but, know. Uh, I well, it's fine. Thank, thank you as always. Like I said, for throwing your opinion out there, and I know that that's more about the the comparison between Trump and Biden than it is the the things we're talking about about COVID nineteen. But thank you for the call, man. 
Okay, bye. Sure, no problem. That's Steve, eight two nine two three four five. If you want to jump in, you want to be a part of the conversation. Look, I've said uh, positive things uh, many a time about the president of the United States on this very radio show, uh, but you can't you can't be blind either way to some of the stuff that's gone on, some of the things that have happened. The Bob Woodward audio is absolutely a a challenging thing to understand for a lot of people. I still don't get how it exists, how a guy can write a, a tell-all book that is very negative about you, and then you you agree to interviews, and you're willing to contradict yourself in those interviews uh, based on what you're saying publicly and what you're uh, saying to the interviewer, uh, and then that audio comes out now when it does. I'm, I'm still confused about a lot of the way in which uh, that exists, as I imagine a lot of people are, and it, it, it creates anger uh, for some uh, who dislike the guy to begin with, and certainly, at the very least, confusion for a lot of others. Uh, but it is just a, an aspect of the conversation, which is why the debate is so disappointing, that there's so many different ways in which to cover the issues of the day beyond uh, the most striking, the most glaring ones here in 2020. Uh, but all the different things, the way the economy was functioning before coronavirus and quarantine, the way the economy is likely to function depending on who is elected. There's, there's so many avenues of conversation that might wind up benefiting the, the current president and or, I guess, the opponent uh, and none of those were, were addressed well uh, if you just yell at each other, similar to maybe a Thanksgiving where two people have different political opinions and that goes rogue. That's that's what we got. And certainly in 2020, it felt appropriate, but most of the time it would not. I will take a break, although I guess I have one more call coming in. I can try to take this call relatively quickly. Caller, what's your name? Leroy. Leroy, what'd you want to say? Hey, I was wondering, so the next debate, uh, um, it's a town hall. So I'm guessing it's like a socially distanced crowd that asks them questions. Correct. But I think one candidate should go out and they ask them a question and they get four minutes or five minutes to respond while the other candidate is in a room that you can't hear the other candidate. You want to have like a soundproof, uh, soundproof booth kind of thing? Yep. Well, that's and not a bad idea. I don't know. Four or five minutes and then the other, the other, they switch. Yeah. And then you ask you ask President Trump a question, and then Biden's in the soundproof thing for five minutes that he can't hear President Trump's response. I wonder if after that you then have a segment where you have them kind of respond to each other's opinions, because I know they both want to respond. And by the way, a lot of this, even the muting of microphones, is not likely to be okayed by the, the president, if not maybe both parties. Um, so I don't know how you fix it per se, but that's interesting. A soundproof booth is yeah. an interesting idea, Leroy. I was, I was just wondering about that. I was yeah. just thinking about that. Yeah. Having a, talking on the radio about the debate fair enough no problem okay, thanks well, for the call buddy thanks. you too all right thanks uh craig collins show am 12 30 wjbc i like all kinds of like game show-esque things i would love a lot of game showy or sports related things to add to the debate there'd be a lot of fun in like a cage match like i was talking about with brian noonan uh because it seems like they want to fight each other so maybe we let them do that too i don't know i think someone said to have like a, a escape room Put both guys in one of those escape rooms and see who gets out quicker and that guy gets to be president we're not going to go quite that far but i think that's amusing i gotta take a break am 12 30 wjbc betty do you want to say something do you want to jump in if you want to jump in no i just want to tell you too that i i saw a tiktok uh video about a girl who is a uh, deaf oh a you're right you you showed me a video today uh, from someone who's deaf that yeah. put a viral video on social media specifically on tiktok yeah. in which she said for people like her, the debate was utterly, utterly frustrating because you can't hear. Yeah, and she really wants to vote, and uh, she wants to know more about uh, what is going on, and mm -hmm. uh, it was frustrating for her. 
uh, you're just not being able to, to, to right. realize what's She can't on. consume that version of a debate because she can't read subtitles that are gibberish or understand anything as to what people are saying. And I, the guy who's trying to write subtitles, by the way, whatever person or machine is responsible for trying to figure out what people are saying. Yeah, or like a sign, signage, uh, sign language, per, yeah. language person supposed yeah. to do. They Screw. would be lost. No, a sign language person would probably just wave <laughs> yeah, their hands. Like, they'd get out like the on? white flag. Yeah. They'd be like, this is, I can't do any of this. Yeah. All right, quick break, a lot more in a bit. AM 1230 WJBC. Pontiac looking for a newer used vehicle at a low price. Then Heller Motors in Pontiac is the place to go. Heller Motors loves to make their customers happy with its great selection, low prices, and outstanding service. Shop Heller Motors online at hellerstores.com. Heart of Illinois, ABC Chief Meteorologist Brian Walder says rest of today is a mix of sun and clouds, maybe a pop-up shower. Tonight, maybe a few showers early, then will turn partly cloudy. Some patchy frost possible as well, a low of 39. Tomorrow, sunny and cool, a high of 56. Then Saturday, some showers possible later in the day and a high of 59. Right now, 57 degrees. More news at the bottom of the hour or as it happens. I'm Neil Doyle on the voice of Central Illinois, WJBC and WJBC.com. No one does football like FanDuel Paradise and their sportsbook app. If you've never tried FanDuel Paradise sportsbook app, then today's the day. You don't want to miss out anymore. Right now, new users can get an exclusive 1,500 additional uh, odds uh, boost on the team of your choice between the Indianapolis and the Chicago football teams. Uh, that is for this Sunday. You heard that right. If you bet 10 bucks because of the odds boost, you get up to $150 back uh, in that win. I love the fact that FanDuel finds all these different ways to try to goose some of the games or maybe make some of the bets risk-free. Uh, if you're looking for a couple more lines that I like or personally will maybe throw a little bit of money on, I think Dallas over Cleveland and Buffalo over L.A. make a lot of sense, certainly at least to cover uh, the spread for Dallas. I think that some of these you just bet straight up, though. Uh, you have heard that Illinois requires new users to create their accounts in person. For a limited time, that's also waived. So act fast and sign up for the FanDuel Paradise Sportsbook app before it's too late. With the app and the incredible odds and all the other things you get, uh, it has the most intuitive design. Uh, there's a reason why it's number one in the country, actually, this website for sports betting. Uh, they make it easy to cash out your winnings. You can get them in as little as 24 hours. And you can bet live on games as they're occurring uh, because it's just one of the, the easy kind of to navigate features of the best app in the country. So you've heard... Uh, if you've never tried the FanDuel Paradise Sportsbook app, actually, you should get off the sidelines right now. Try it out because you've heard about it a lot on this radio station. Download the uh, app on your in your app store. Use the promo code Craig to make me look good, C-R-A-I-G, and also to get access to that additional 1,500 odds boost. Uh, that is with the first deposit, the promo code C-R-A-I-G. 21 present in Illinois or Indiana. New users only must wager on designated boost markets. Uh, deposit is required. A max bonus of $150. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Indiana, you have to call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. That is a cool app, though. Check it out. Time for more Craig Collins-style news on WJBC. That's right. It's the Craig Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC. No baseball for me to throw a bet on tonight because, uh, well, okay, there is a lot of baseball, but the games that I pay attention to uh, because they locked it up last night. New York did a very, very good job, and I was very excited to see. That was a very fun game, the back and forth of it. I have to immediately ask, though, we're kind of doing a a random uh, Neil Doyle in, uh, updates us on the Chicago White Sox. What happened, Neil? What what happened? Not good. There's a lot of not good happening right not, now as far as the team goes. Not good. Did you just walk in a tying run? Yes. Okay. That's not how you draw it up, Neil. Nope. 
Nope, it's, <laughs> it's, it's definitely not. Yeah, we can't. Uh, this has been, this has been the longest fourth inning of my life. Yeah, fair uh, enough, man. It's, it's not been good. Yeah, no, gave, gave up the lead, but you just we got to get out of it. We're still got the bases loaded here. I know. Uh, you know, I, there are a lot of people that are critical of the White Sox manager, Rick Renneria. Look, at I, I think he's a nice guy, but just sometimes makes some bullheaded decisions. And the guy that we brought in here this inning, just not a good decision. All right, so. fair enough. Neil Doyle, there we go. We'll continue with the updates throughout the show. It is only the fourth inning. There's a lot of baseball left, so... Uh, hopefully the the turnaround for you and any other White Sox fan out there. Uh, and it is still tied. They're not actually losing yet, although I don't want to jinx anything there. So maybe I'll just move on. Uh, but yeah, that was this, uh, you know, we'll, we'll keep those updates flowing, though, because I'm having a lot of fun doing them. Hopefully you have more fun uh, with them very, very soon. There's a lot of other stuff in the news, uh, some McDonald's related news stories, which I found interesting. One, the president claims that maybe part of the reason that his hair hasn't receded, his hair hasn't started to fall out is because of how much McDonald's he eats, specifically the French fries. That is a real quote. No wonder I didn't lose my hair, is what Trump wrote on uh, on Twitter, I believe, after he found an article from ABC that said a study um, demonstrated that maybe some of the chemicals and some of those food products can help strengthen hair. I thought that was very funny. Also, McDonald's is in the news because their spicy chicken nugget is tremendously popular. Uh, my wife, Betty, loves the spicy food. I don't know if she's had the spicy chicken nugget from McDonald's quite yet. But apparently this is so popular and the spicy dipping sauce that the company is running out of these types of things. They're running out of the ingredients to make spicy chicken nuggets. And they're running out of the ingredients on the new spicy dipping sauce because of how popular the item is. I didn't know that uh, in 2020 we'd, uh, we turned to the world of spiciness. But I guess it makes sense. A lot of us like the uh, the old spicy food. Betty, not a huge fan of the chicken nugget. Certainly not in the the fast food world, but I have to ask the wife, I have to ask the missus, she's sitting in front of a microphone, if this McDonald's chicken nugget now sounds too tempting, if this is the kind of thing you now want to try because it's so popular. Yeah, it sounds good. Okay, uh, and the spicy dipping sauce. I'm just, I mean, I'm just excited about the, the spicy dipping sauce. <laughs> Unlike other stuff? Maybe not even the chicken nugget? Uh, I, I mean... It's, I don't know, it's just like I don't believe that it's a real uh, chicken uh, on that on those nuggets. Sure. I always say that it's always like a bunch of different stuff and probably uh, from scale of 1 to 10, 2% of chicken or even less. You've shown me some videos. Yes. You, yeah, there's been some stuff I've seen before that's not so awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah, I get it. Uh, but at least the dipping sauce might be a little bit better. Yeah, then. yeah. Sometimes I'm more excited about the sauces that they offer than, okay. uh, rather than product that they have. Mm-hmm. They also uh, recommend that you have a Chips Ahoy McFlurry, so a Chips Ahoy ice cream shake along with the spicy chicken nuggets. I can't see you doing the full meal, Betty. No, no, no. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. I, I even like, uh, I don't know why you like to, to dip your fried potatoes on ice cream, something like I do not understand. It's delicious is why I like to put the fry in the, uh, in the ice cream. I also do it with the chicken nugget, which actually gets me a lot more hate from not just you, but a lot of people. <laughs> uh, Caller, what's your name? Santa Claus. All right, Santa, what do you want to say? I want, I'm thrilled I want to tell that Santa's calling the show, by the way. Um, Craig there wants to go to the moon and be the first broadcaster on the moon. I do. Okay. Betty, are you listening Here's, to her? This is to you. Go ahead. Go ahead, Linda. All right, Betty, this is to you, honey. Tell him to go with God, but just make sure he leaves the house and the car keys on the counter along with the credit card. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, Craig, you're here, Linda. Yeah, so if I get to go to the moon to be the first broadcaster in space along with Space Force, yeah. I have to leave you all the money and the yes. car keys. And yeah. then, yeah. So you don't think I'm making it back, Linda? It ain't going to matter as long as the check is in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, as always, for the call. Thank you, Linda. All right, bye. All right, talk bye. to you later. Yes, yeah, probably would have to do that. We miss Linda. What would you think if, like, uh, this is 0% chance? I just want to make sure that everyone understands I'm not crazy enough to think that I have a shot. 0% chance they're sending well, me up to space. you never know, Craig. You never know. You never know. All right, you never know. What would you think if I came home one day and I'm like, Betty, I'm so excited. My request got approved. I'm going to be the first broadcaster in space. Yeah, it would be awesome. Really? You yeah. wouldn't be scared for me at all? You'd be like, get out, leave mm. the keys and the wallet on the, on the kitchen well, table? Well, as long as I'm in there... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Caller, what's your name? This is Mary. Mary, what do you want to say? I want to tell you another good, another great combination with French fries is the brownie sundae from Steak and Shake. Oh yeah, oh. that sounds very good. Yeah, yeah. Good. yeah. Okay. it was very good. That's uh, when I was in college. That was our motivator to get our studying done. Now you dip. That was that was our reward. You you dip the fry uh, in the no, shake? No, no dipping. Okay. Oh no no, you just get it all. No, no, no. You, it's a brownie sundae <laughs> with the shit, with the with the fries. I got you. All right. Well, thank you very Add much the for the fries call, Mary. Slap it on there, and yeah, mm, you'll be good. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. But you know how passionate she was about the no dip? Did you yeah, hear that? Yeah, she's, she's... I was like, you, you dip the fry, right? No, 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 no. No, no, no you don't dip. You don't I get way more complaints when someone sees me dip a chicken nugget in a, in a milkshake. Yeah, I, it's, I don't know. It's a fried food. To me, they're the like they they deep fry the French fry, and everybody's on board with the potato ice cream mixture. So why can't we get on board with the chicken ice cream mixture? Well, I guess yeah. I guess you got. I convinced be you that quick. Yeah. Well, uh, it's not something like I'm gonna do like pretty <laughs> often, but I mean Ever? I'm open. Yeah. Neil, did I convince you? Uh, no, nope, I, I that mean, would be a hard no. I mean, I might try it. I'm, I, I've, the fry. I mean, I feel like the fry is tried and true, but I don't, I don't know yeah. about the chicken. I've never, I've never even really thought about trying to dip well, the chicken and here's the most extreme version of it which i again this is what i recommend this is i got to get a restaurant to name this the craig if you can have a an, a menu item on some restaurant somewhere that is the craig i will probably that in space force the two achievements i need in life but if you get the chocolate milkshake with the chicken nugget and the french fry and dip them into or maybe you just serve the milkshake with the chicken nuggets in there to make it as gross as possible except for me that could be the craig Somewhere. Uh, I think it's delicious. I don't know why I'm alone in that. Do you think it could be like uh, Travis Scott, who's got his own menu item at the McDonald's? I mean, we're, we're going to have to really do some petitioning here. To... I think the Travis Scott item, though, is not unique. It's just got right. his name on it for the time. Like, it's still not, it's not a fancy, crazy version like me asking someone to put chicken nuggets inside a milkshake and call that the Craig. No one else is asking for that. I'm alone in my request. What is his meal? Do you know what it is? I, it's basically like a quarter pounder with just... I think he adds like he might do like a barbecue sauce on there with bacon. And okay. Then I, it's, yeah, I mean it's not. It's again nothing out of the ordinary. It's something you could more customize. But I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Got it. All right. Well, that's fine. I will one up Travis Scott without any of the fame that he has and try to go with the the Craig Collins milkshake that is complete with uh, fried chicken nuggets. And man, that does sound gross as I'm saying it. By the way, actually, because you couldn't even like mix it well. Yeah. Yeah. How your belly is gonna be? I My think belly it's would gonna be thrilled. Be happy, be Hold on. Happy. Hold on. The I'm cake happy. shake from Portillo's. Oh mm, my it, god. It may. It may harm. Neil, have you ever tried that? It's ridiculous. Oh yeah, like that's I, very good. 
<laughs> See? See, Betty, you're alone. I'm I love alone. it too. Yeah, I'm alone. Yeah. It's, I don't know how many calories it is in that shake, but I'm pretty sure it's like a ton of calories. It's the kind of shake that you need to plan a nap immediately after you've oh, had it. Oh, totally. But it's, it's delicious. Yes, it is. I, I, well, yeah, to me and Neil, you look at us like Well, I crazy. tried just like two sips, and I was like, okay, I'm good for the whole day. Yes, well, I remember the first time I got one, and you watched them make it, and they really do blend a slice of cake into yeah, a milkshake. They, yeah. I was like, oh, my God, that's crazy. What are they doing? I was like, yeah. delicious things, Betty, delicious things. All right, we got to take a break. Way behind a lot more in just a bit. AM 1230 WJBC, the CNBC News Report you got coming up in a bit. That is brought to you by Sean P. Craig Investment. Pontiac, looking for a new or used vehicle at a low price, then Heller Motors in Pontiac is the place to go. Heller Motors loves to make their customers happy with its great selection, low prices, and outstanding service. Shop Heller Motors online at hellerstores.com. Your forecast from Heart of Illinois, ABC Chief Meteorologist Brian Walder. We'll see partly sunny skies for the rest of your Thursday. Some rainfall possible at times as we'll see some scattered passing showers here. Those lasting through the late evening into early tonight, but rain should quit as we head into tonight and tomorrow morning. A few lingering clouds possible as we start our Friday. Wake up temperatures on the chilly side. Overnight lows can be in the upper 30s tomorrow, maybe even seeing some patchy frost in spots. Sunny but very cool tomorrow. Highs only in the mid-50s tomorrow afternoon. And a couple degrees higher for the weekend, but only reaching the upper 50s for Saturday and Sunday. The weekend will start dry, but some showers possible late Saturday, a good chance of rain Saturday night, and maybe some lingering showers on Sunday, especially in the morning. We'll see a warming trend next week, 60s on Monday, then 70s for much of the upcoming work week. From Heart of Illinois, ABC, I'm Chief Meteorologist Brian Walder. That is your AM 1230 WJBC forecast. Thanks, Brian. Right now, 57 degrees. More news at the top of the hour or as it happens. I'm Neil Doyle on the voice of Central Illinois, WJBC and WJBC.com. Greg Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC. Happy to be with you every day on AM 1230 WJBC. Uh, Betty, how are you doing? Doing pretty good over there? You're having a good time? Yes. Uh, yeah, go ahead and say that again. What? Are uh, you doing good? Yes, I'm, I'm doing great, Greg. Are you worried about Neil Doyle? Yes. I think he's I think he's struggling a little bit there. Why? I know I know Neil is, is updating us during the sports um, reports, but I want to I check back in with him because it's now 4-4. Four to four. This is a heart four attack game, four. Neil, isn't it? I mean, it wasn't going to be any other way. Of course, you know, White Sox trying to, <laughs> trying to win. I think this would be the first playoff series they've won since, yeah. like, 2006, seven maybe. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's wow. again, it's been a while for the White Sox to, to play in the postseason. You know, got off to a good start. Now it's kind of been back and forth. And, I mean, this is going to be, they started this game, I think, at 207, right around mm -hmm. there, 210. It's already four, four, two, over two hours wow. in. We're in the fifth inning. Yeah, it's been long. It's been long. Uh, as, as a guy that dealt with this last night, although the Yankees weren't uh, up for elimination, and honestly, and I can be fair about this, the Yankees are in the playoffs more often than, than other teams like the White Sox. Uh, it's, it's a season, but it's fun. At the end, as long as you guys win, which, uh, knock on wood, I'm not trying to jinx, but if you do, I imagine you'll look back on this as a fun game. Uh, right now, it's hard to feel that way if you're a big fan of the team. Yeah, I mean, it's I just yeah. we're, we're using a lot of bullpen guys. I'm, I'm like sitting here 
I mean, this is, I don't even know how many pitchers this has been now. Uh, I'm like, we're going to run out of guys down the bullpen. We're going to have to go to like Giolito who pitched game one. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that's possible, but no, yeah, it's, it's, I, and it's fun too, because I have a lot of friends who are White Sox fans, you know, getting texts back and forth, people mm-hmm. I follow on Twitter. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's fun to be in this situation because we have not been in quite some time. Right. Well, and uh, Brian Noonan, who uh, does the show often, is a huge White Sox fan. So he's been texting me a little bit about uh, his, his feelings yeah. about the game. He has, it seems, some similar reservations about the uh, way in which the game's getting managed. Uh, that seems to be a potential uh, storyline at the end of this thing, depending on, on how it goes. But all right, I will check in with you probably one more time before the end of the show uh, to get a White Sox update, even though you're doing them during the <laughs> news report, because I'm enjoying the fact that uh, uh, we're doing that live, and hopefully we can keep doing that. Uh, for some of the other stuff going on in the world of sports. I saw this story, uh, sitting on an exercise ball at work is not better for you. A lot of people would do it. A lot of people uh, promoted it for quite some time, the the bouncy ball uh, thing. They said, you know, like you don't relax. It's maybe good for your core, all that kind of stuff. I remember being in a in an office. Now a lot of people are at home, I guess, still, um, in which people would kind of start doing those workout-y things while working the day. The The treadmill desk has not become a big thing. Uh, but the CDC is saying that this is a bad idea. Uh, it's actually not doing anything to strengthen your core or strengthen your posture. It might actually be harming those things. The new study found that sitting on an exercise ball instead of a chair at work is uh, is negative. The study found that if you sit on that all day long, it doesn't really help, and it could increase back pain. Specifically, uh, there's 32 calories during your work day in which you might burn uh, <laughs> from sitting on something like this or maybe having it be a little more challenging, and yet a single quarter of an Oreo apparently would ruin all that. Uh, the researchers said that exercise balls are good for actual exercise. And again, I don't know that we ever get to a place in a workplace, although maybe if you're at home, and I've been thinking about this in the basement radio bunker. I don't know what the wife thinks about this. During the show, we sit down in the basement for a while, like finding a way to, you know, Dan Lloyd, friend of the show, said we should do the dance break, but maybe some kind of like exercise yeah. halfway through the show or something, maybe some standing up during it. Well, um, I remember at the beginning standing up when, now, when you started to work here in yeah. the basement mm-hmm. and, uh, and eventually you returned to the office. But the first time I bring my yoga mat and yes, I just did. like started to do exercise here while I was working too. Because, yeah, I've been sitting down here for a while. It's just like you started to get numb in your your legs or... Or, yeah, you need to move out. You need to move on. I thought it would be a good idea to have a bunch of energy on the radio, which I know I do still have. Uh, but I thought when I first started the job at JBC that I'd stand every day for every show. I would be, like, the standing host all the time. And uh, if you listen back to the first week I did on radio here in uh, Bloomington, Illinois, I was a little bit more shaky, a little bit more nervous uh, for maybe a, a plethora of reasons. But certainly I think also because the challenge of the four-hour stand is one I wasn't used to as a radio guy, but now that I'm sitting in the basement of my house, the basement bunker doing the show all the time, I feel more of a need to get up and do some kind of exercise thing. Yeah. So I'm standing right now. I don't know if it's changing the way that I sound when I sit. <laughs> I'm doing a little bit of bouncing. Yeah. And maybe we eventually do the uh, the old dance break in the studio. With like uh, when, when you used to work uh, Dave, uh, some of the WGN stuff yes. yes yeah no there were videos of me dancing in yes. the studio there yes maybe we do that maybe well, we put that also, up so I feel like when you used to work there you had to do something because you work pretty late 11 to like whatever night yeah so if you were probably going to sleep or like getting that tired you mm-hmm. you 
you got to do You got to do something, something. to stay, keep yourself awake. Slap in the face is no always a good idea. Slap in the face or drink water or <laughs> right. like drink something. Or no, it's funny. That, and I don't know uh, where we're going as far as, as fall goes, as far as coronavirus goes. I really hope that not a lot of things change from everything staying open. I, I've been reading, and I don't know if this is me, and I, maybe I'm out of line with the audience right now because a lot of people are, are, are living the normal everyday life, and I'm, I'm kind of self-quarantining. And if you're ever wondering why, why is Collins in the bunker every day, it's partially because we kind of had a, a scare that we talked about on the radio of, of a potential outbreak uh, with our staff. And I was like, well, I have all the equipment to be home, so why don't I just be home on the off chance? The abundance of caution, as they say everywhere. And so now I'm doing the, the quarantine life a little bit. We're still going to, to stores and stuff, Betty and I. But it's, it's starting to get reminiscent since yeah. it's been a few weeks now of the, the time we had way back in uh, April and stuff. And we were being forced to do it. And so I don't know. Maybe that's why you got to get up. You got to move around. Or maybe it's the all the sports on TV too. Because like every night, as soon as the game or as soon as the show's over, there's a game we're watching something. Yeah. Although there's no Yankees tonight, there's no NBA tonight. So I guess I'm going to be watching Cardinals baseball Cardinals. with you. You're a huge Cardinals fan. All of yeah. a sudden, Betty is. Yeah, I have my my hat and I have yeah. a, a couple of souvenirs. Yeah. But maybe that too. So eight two nine two three four five. If you have any good solutions to like working out at home, which uh, apparently I'm trying to do a little bit more, maybe working out. Well, talking into a microphone, I imagine that's a very small list of people with you ideas. You are distracting me, by the way. Am I? I'm distracting. Okay, I'm sorry. You get back to your work, Betty. I apologize. You do no, what you need to right. do. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave you alone. Uh, wait, hold on. I, I muted your microphone. I took you off the air. Greg, let me mean to. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was like what uh, Chris Wallace wanted to do to the president. Yeah. And that's exactly who would have responded. Yes. Chris, don't be mean to me. Let me too. Come on. Yeah. I don't want to I don't want to uh, debate you two. No, but I don't know. I'm just thinking about it a lot. So I'm standing up. Maybe we'll have a dance break in a bit. Uh, I have actual topics to talk about, but I saw the uh the old workout exercise ball is not a good move, and I guess I'm not going to do that. Would you ever be okay with the treadmill desk, the desk that is fully a treadmill yeah, you can run I saw, on? Yeah, I saw that in, on internet, and it seems pretty interesting, but I feel like at the end of the day, you are probably going to end pretty tired. See, but the same thing, it's only going to work in the, the at-home workplace scenario. If we started having a bunch of treadmill desks in offices and people started to smell like gymnasiums, this would yeah. not be a good approach. Well, of course, you are not going to like run like I don't know how many kilometers. I would. I, oh, really? I, I would. Yeah, no, I would. I would break no. the machine day one. You don't think so? No. Come on. <laughs> I get into it. I go. And the next day, it was like, oh, I don't know what's happening to my body. I yeah. have a lot of pain. No, actually, yeah. It's my birthday. I'm going to, uh, not today, but this month, October. It's your, it's your birthday month, It's my Craig. birthday month. And I'm going to turn 35, which I know to yes. a lot of people is still uh, fairly young. To, to some people. Baby, well, some people might feel a little bit older. I yeah. know that for me. Some of the ways you notice age is if you work out, you can't bounce back as fast. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. Because I always, my eyes are so big when I go to try to do a workout or anything. You got to just do it as, as hard at the YMCA. Yes. Anytime they'd have us do anything, I would try to like push as hard as I absolutely could yeah. without stretching, without anything. Yeah. Yeah. You go, go for it and yeah. then you got, you get hurt. The next day's rough. Yeah. So maybe if I'm doing too many jumping jacks in the studio right now, I'll start to get a little bit sore tomorrow yeah. and you'll have a very different Craig Collins show with well, me complaining. Yes, you were complaining about your the pain on your back the other day, and you were lifting like a huge uh, piece of wood. Yeah, know? well, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I was I, like, that's why, because you did. I was trying to do a bonfire with what was an utterly inappropriate piece of wood, so I thought if you burned it into pieces, you know, by holding it up, that that, that, that made sense. But, yeah, it did. It was a little bit of a struggle. Caller, what's your name? Uh, Steve, hey, 35 is not old. I know, I know. <laughs> a lot of people say no. It's old for me. It's the oldest I've ever been. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait 10 years. Okay. You, you wish you were 35. I wish I was 35 again. I wish I was 25 again, so I get what you're saying. But, no, I just wanted to call and tell you that. It's not old. 
Do you have any uh, kind of tricks to working out at home, Steve? Is there anything you do keep in shape at home? No, I really don't because I can't because of my oh, got it. arthritis stuff. And uh, got it. I'm on a walk. I'm on a walker too. So got it. Okay. Uh, well, um, yeah. yeah. There's probably still some stuff you could do to to jump around or do do some kind of I don't know yeah. standing and sitting kind I, of I thing. Sit, I, I sit in my chair and do leg lifts. You know. There you go. Yeah. You know. There you go. That's what I need. Your arms open on down. Like leg your lifts. Arms no, I yeah. like Steve's idea. Leg lifts yeah. in the chair makes sense. Yeah, That's yeah I mean, that, that'll build your muscles and take your ankles and feet and, yeah. you know, bend yeah. them. Work All right. Them. You got to keep that's, moving. That's what the therapist taught me. Awesome. Uh, Thank you for the call, buddy. I'll get out every now and then, get go downstairs with my walker and go around the trailer. But, Fantastic. Uh, nice. Well, there you go. Thank but, you for calling in again, Steve. Anyway, you're, you're just a young man yet. Enjoy it. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Okay, bye. I, I like the idea of the leg lifts at work, leg lifts on the radio. Though, do you think you could tell? You think if I ever did, like, a, a couple weights along with the leg lift, like I'm like, and this is the Greg Gullin Show, that that'll probably get uh, annoying to a lot yeah, of the listeners. Yeah, okay, Betty yes. didn't like it right there. Yeah, no. Now, don't ever we, do that again. We don't again. have weights. I have, like, one that I handmade, uh, mm -hmm. but I don't use it at all. We can, we can find other stuff. There's other things. All right. This is a very selfish segment. All I did was talk about working out at home, and I complained about how old I was, and then Steve told me I'm still a baby, still a young chicken, still like chicken. which is what you say all the time. All the time. I all right. I got to take a break. A lot more to bit. AM 1230 WJBC. There's a new contest that's sweeping social media. It's a contest that I wonder if somebody in our audience could win. Eight two nine two three four five. I don't have any prize. I got to eventually give away prizes here on the show, but I've got none. Uh, the contest on social media is who has the oldest frozen pizza in their fridge? Whose frozen pizza is the oldest? I think that's hilarious. Uh, we'll find out if anybody has, a, has one that's tough to beat after this on AM 1230 WJBC.